0: Hi, I'm Faith, and I'm Corey. And whether it's a book, movie, or a TV show, we'll stick with you to the better end. Hello there hi how's it going it's going well i'm enjoying the crisp fall air and the well
1: the leaves aren't changing yet but i'm hoping oh the leaves are changing here big time that's because you live in tennessee i sure do and by big time i mean not at all but (laughs) they're gradually turning (laughs) you can feel it
0: in your bones
1: well there are leaves on the ground now and okay. yeah, some of them are getting kissed by sunlight, and it's just oh uh, uh, I just love this time of year. Me too. I love
0: your poetic uh, "kissed by sunlight" phrase <laughs> better than the the grim march of death approaches, <laughs> ah! which which is probably how the leaves experience <laughs> it. But
1: they see their their fallen friends.
0: Yeah. Oh. Let's keep it happy, The spooky, spooky episode. So you have a question for me? I do. So my question for you is, what are some of your favorite fall traditions?
1: Ooh, okay. So ever since I was a really, really little kid, my grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins, and us have done a pumpkin carving day in October. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, we were all really poor, and it was (laughs) just—we. This is a sad story. Oh no. We
0: We (laughs) would. Oh no. Oh. You're laughing a lot for it being so sad.
1: (laughs) We would get. (laughs) We would get one pumpkin.
0: Oh. (laughs) Like collectively.
1: Yeah, there would be one pumpkin at the pumpkin carving
0: park. But you, Faith, you have you have seven sisters.
1: There's so many of us. You have seven have sisters four, and parents. Four cousins. Our parents are our aunts and uncles. But oh, really so the whole... Like grandparents, you were, everyone.
0: So your your favorite fall tradition is where your family reenacts <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, his life, but a part that doesn't get shown in the movie where... Yeah. And
1: they collectively
0: all share the same bed and then also share the same pumpkin.
1: Not even. We didn't touch the pumpkin. What?
0: It's a pumpkin carving.
1: We would sit around. We would sit around and our Aunt Rachel would put the pumpkin on a chair and she would carve it while we watched. (laughs) So y'all had like a live art
0: demonstration?
1: Yeah. We would, would like, maybe get to play with the guts, (laughs) but we had one pumpkin.
0: Faith, I've been friends with you a long time, and we've carved pumpkins together, and I've never heard this story, and this happened more than one year.
1: This happened like every year of my childhood. Oh, oh no! Ah, uh, I guess your Georgia years. Yeah, my Georgia years. <laughs> your oh, impoverished
0: man. Georgia years, when pumpkins were scarce <laughs> and knives yeah. were few.
1: We would, we would. It's like, do you know Ramona? The Ramona books at all? Yeah, Ramona and bezos Yeah, and they carved the jack-o'-lantern and the cat picky picky knocks the jack-o'-lantern over and then they have to eat pumpkin <laughs> for oh. like three months after that yeah yeah, yeah. but oh, we were man. just we were just poor and we just really wanted to like experience all of the things i guess so we would get one pumpkin oh, no.
0: but just it was so one. fun
1: i never I'm... realized it was like weird sad. or sad and <laughs> i honestly took me until this moment to remember that we had <laughs> Cause when you started
0: with like we all had like a pumpkin carving day sounded super normal and then I could hear you realize Yeah the absurdity of it was one pumpkin for an entire extended family. Where only one person was the elected pumpkin carver.
1: Uh, How did Rachel Rachel get
0: that? Yeah, how
1: did Rachel get that privilege? I guess she was just like careful and artistic and we were like you get to be the one to carve the pumpkin. <laughs> I guess that that makes sense. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. That wow. That's been my favorite. We now now we have more pumpkins. As an adult we used to do it. We would continue with the tradition every single year and mm-hmm. we we would make boiled peanuts and homemade ice cream mm-hmm. and I'll go over to my grandparents house and part carve our own individual pumpkins and mm-hmm. get like pizza or grill out or something and we'd have a campfire yeah. Ooh, okay so i'll make the rest quick because i spent way okay. too long on that we That's also hard. do a spooky storytelling we would go do ghost stories at stone mountain ah. because they have mm-hmm. they have all these like colonial dressed up people who tell spooky stories it's so fun stone mountain Um, is so fun yes so i did that all throughout college and then the last thing is a small thing but during our pumpkin carving and just in general when we would go over to my grandparents house Mm -hmm. we would wait until it was like getting dusk and then my uncles would hide in like trees and in the playset or under the house (laughs) under the porch no. <laughs> and we would all walk around holding hands and singing ain't no boogie bears out tonight daddy killed them all last night and then they would uh. jump out and scare the daylights out of us
0: what a spooky thing for any neighbors to observe <laughs> just
1: a group of kids holding hands and walking around in circles and singing the creepiest song <laughs> Uh Ain't children no are creepy
0: oh, too no. nice. <laughs> This is why children are effective in horror movies <laughs> uh well <laughs> what what lovely traditions <laughs> Thank you. I really uh, enjoy them. I'm glad I knew you' all did the stone Mountain thing. I did not know about the creepy hand holding and singing through the yard, yep or. Or the single pumpkin carving demonstration <laughs> that happened each year that you were a child oh, in yes. Georgia.
1: I have to, like, bring that back up to my family.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Charlie Brown, Halli- not Charlie Brown, that's the wrong Charlie. You're Charlie in the Chocolate Factory Halloween tradition. Yeah. Oh, man. What a good time. Uh, that was a good time well we're gonna talk about a book where people don't have a good time
1: (laughs) Uh, i like how not five minutes ago you said something along the lines of like we can't have this be sad spooky (laughs) um this book is kind of sad
0: so we're gonna try and give it a, a happier spooky ending okay i guess uh, this is a book that's been adapted into, like, TV shows and movies and also inspired a lot of other horror writers. Okay. It's The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. There's, like, several movie adaptations of it. I recommend mm-hmm. the super old black and white one. Okay. Because you can watch it and it is not scary. It is just funny. Okay. Um, also... People may be able to hear my dog snoring on the recording. Just uh, ignore her.
1: (laughs) Uh, Wait, I. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I feel like maybe I've seen this black and white movie. Is there one scene where someone is like hanging from the ceiling and like playing dead in the beginning of it? Is it like the guy is creepily telling about all of the guests that are now going to go spend the night at this house? Um, not quite. Okay, do you know what a book movie I'm talking
0: about? (laughs) No, I have not seen a lot of scary movies. I only watched this one because I had to for class that I took.
1: The one I'm talking about is black and white, and it's not scary. But it's supposed to be.
0: This one is also supposed to be scary. So the story, because I'm going to talk about the book adaptation, not really the movies or TV show. Netflix did a really recent adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. That's supposedly pretty good. But I'm going to talk about Shirley Jackson's original story. And it's like hailed as one of these great ghost stories. So we're going we're going highbrow for the day. Okay. What is the noise on your end?
1: I'm sorry. Uh, my very, very kind and loving husband just brought me homemade shepherd's pie with oh. a sprig of rosemary on it. Oh, so,
0: so fancy.
1: <laughs> so I promise not to eat that right this second but everyone give a shout out to john for just being just freaking gold star
0: gold star for sure good job john two thumbs up uh shepherd's pie is very fall themed also so good job
1: yeah thank you every
0: plate um Ah, you're doing every plate yeah, I would like to hey, thank every plate, every plate for
1: sponsoring this
0: video. Yes. Every plate, please sponsor us. I love every plate. I told you about every plate. Mm-hmm. Uh you should have let me know you were gonna do every plate because we both could have gotten like twenty dollars off. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You spoiled it for both of us. But it's okay. But yeah, every plate sponsor <laughs> us. Oh man. Anyway, back to the show. The Haunting of Hill House starts with this kind of neurotic 30 something year old lady named eleanor Mm -hmm. she is kind of odd she's a loner she doesn't really have any friends and she's just moving in with her sister who is also neurotic but in a different like controlling kind of way
1: okay and
0: eleanor moved in with her because their mother died and eleanor had been like her mother's caretaker and had sacrificed mm. her whole life to take care of her, her mother, and okay. so her her days in the sun have passed away, oh, and no. now she's she's the big three o, and it, you know it's all downhill from there. <laughs> right. So, uh, at least in the nineteen fifties, I
1: suppose, if you're an unmarried
0: sure. lady in your thirties in the nineteen fifties,
1: it's um, all over for you. It's all over for
0: you. you done goofed. So,
1: you now have to be on a playing card. You're an old maid. (laughs) So
0: uh, Eleanor is sad, and she's Mm -hmm. not even getting her own room at her sister's house. She's having to stay in the living room, which seems super insulting, because they have a guest room that they just (gasps) won't share with her.
1: (laughs) Isn't that terrible? It's also Uh, inconvenient for them, I think, because I would much rather, like move a guest out of sight out of mind then have them be like right in tripping room.
0: Yeah. I think they just really want to make her uncomfortable. So, <laughs> Eleanor or- Eleanor sees like an ad in the paper looking for people to come participate in a sort of study. Okay. At this house. Okay. Um and they're looking for like kind of specific people who are open to the supernatural. <laughs> Mm. And... Is this in, like, the age of, oh, spiritualism? Uh, it's in the 1950s. So, uh-huh. kind of, yeah. Like, psychics are getting big, I think. Yeah. And so, Eleanor. Seances. Ki- they're also looking for anybody who's had, like, a a weird experience in their life. And Eleanor, like, vaguely remembers a time when they were children and, like, rocks pelted the roof of their house. With, oh, like, no oh
1: source.
0: Yeah, great. Um, and so she <laughs> responds to the ad and gets mm-hmm. a letter back and let, that invites her, gives her the address of the date and everything. And so they're going to go stay there at this house for a week because the house is, is supposedly uh, super haunted. They are <laughs> Dr. Montague, who is mm-hmm. putting together this study in this group
1: and mm-hmm. who has gotten
0: permission to study the house from the heir who just inherited the house named Luke Sanderson, who would like to mm-hmm. know if the house is haunted because he's not sure he wants to live there. Okay. he also like to know if he can sell it with a clear conscience.
1: Mm. I do feel like I've seen this in black and white movie.
0: Maybe. There's also another respondent to the ad named Theodora. Mm-hmm. She just goes by Theo. She's a super free spirit kind of person, totally the opposite of Eleanor. Okay. And... She and Eleanor like hit it off right away. And Good. so they arrive at the house, they're greeted by these super creepy people, Mr. and Mrs. Dudley, who Dudley? Uh, like run Dudley. Who okay. run the house. And the first thing one, they have to like unlock the gate to the house to let Eleanor in. Okay. And then part of their welcoming her to the house is They tell her that we don't stay here for the night. Like, we never stay the night. We take care of the house during the daytime, and then we're gone. Mm -hmm. So, and when we leave, we'll lock the gates. That's so sad. And the house is so far away from town, no one will hear you scream. Which is such a (laughs) a friendly, like... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah, like, welcome to Hill House. Yeah, good grief. Yeah, which has its own, uh, like, crazy history of people who were let down, basically, Mm. who had unhappy lives. Uh Uh-huh. Or happy lives briefly and then unhappy. Oh, good. And so the house is huge. The grounds are also huge. And Eleanor gets to the house and she meets Luke and Theodora and Dr. Montague and immediately, they're like, we're trying to map the house. Because it seems like things should connect in places where they don't. And they do connect in places where it seems like they shouldn't.
1: Oh, it's not just that it's expansive. It's weird.
0: It's expansive. It's weird. None of the, like, corners are 90 degrees. Uh, and hallways are... <laughs> so, like, every angle... In the house is a little off,
1: Hmm.
0: which gives it this weird kind of fun house effect. Okay. The ceilings are too tall, hallways are longer than they should be, rooms are not connected the way they should be, Mm -hmm. and it's super difficult to make your way through the house. Also, the doors all shut on their own. Okay. And so they've been putting heavy stuff in front of the doors to keep them open to make it easier to navigate the house so that you can right. at least, like, shout for people, too. Sure. But uh, at least this first day, every time they go back around in an area that they've already navigated and, like, mapped, opened the doors and and made them, like, put something heavy in front of them, mm-hmm. when they come back, the doors are shut and the heavy things are back where they were. Ugh. So, for the daytime, like, now that it's daytime and everybody's kind of having a good time, they blame it on the Dudleys. Yeah. They're going behind us. Yeah. They're, like, they're shutting the doors behind us. Mrs. Dudley is just kind of aggravating, blah, whatever. But all Mm -hmm. the people get along, like, all of a sudden. Like, everybody's pretty friendly. Eleanor and Luke kind of have some flirty conversation. Oh. Uh, He's kind of a little bit interested in her... And Theodora befriends her immediately Is like, we should be the best of friends. And Dr. Montague is super fatherly. Okay. Like, even that night, he, like, reads them out of a book, like, around a fire in the den. Which is, like, the coziest room in the house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so Eleanor is starting to, like, find her place. Mm -hmm. But then, real spooky stuff starts to happen.
1: So. Um, At nighttime after the lights are off?
0: yeah and after the Dudleys have left, and they're so far away, no one can hear you scream <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> conveniently.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of weird stuff happens. Uh, so the girls go to bed and they hear banging in the hallway, like knocking okay. on the doors, and then something comes and like jiggles the doorknob to their room mm. and is like coming for them. And pushes on the door so hard that the door like bows inward, <gasps> uh, and then like bows I hate outward. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, doesn't, it, doesn't it give you chills? Yeah, I, um, I, and it's I, making oof. this <laughs> it's making this super metallic clanging noise. Okay, so they're freaking out, understandably, but they knew um, they agreed to this. Yeah, they sure did. Like, everybody is somehow surprised that weird stuff is happening, <laughs> but they totally agreed to be there. Sure. So, you know, another case of people in a horror story not, like, being aware of what a horror story is. Sure, sure. And so they are experiencing all that. Eventually, the, the clanging thing goes away. Okay. And so they logically, like, run out into the hallway. Mm hmm. And when they get out into the hallway Luke and Dr. Montague are in the hallway out of breath because they just ran into that hallway because they were chasing what they th- call a dog
1: they were chasing or being chased by they were chasing oh
0: okay. they saw like a small black shape okay running through the house and they chased it in this direction
1: of course they Why call it a-
0: they call it in a dog that they call it a dog in a way that really implies like dot dot dots in front of and behind it <laughs> of like uh, we, were we were chasing, chasing a, a dog. dog. Yeah, <laughs> a dog. And then they all get kind of more assured now that everybody's gathered together. Mhm. And so the girls explain what happened to them and the guys are like, "Uh, that's kind of weird." Maybe we should all stay in, like, the same kind of area. And so they do, and things are all right. The next day comes. Mr. and Mrs. Dudley come back. Mrs. Dudley makes, like, amazing food for them, which is an interesting detail in the story that I don't know why it's relevant. <laughs> but <laughs> but they're does. warming,
1: They're warming them to the house <clears throat> once more right, for another right. night and, of preparation.
0: <laughs> right. And a thing is, like, Eleanor's never felt at home anywhere ever because her mother was super terrible to her and always was always mean to her even though she was the person taking care of her mom Mm. and so eleanor finally even though she's she knows the house is terrible Mm -hmm. and the circumstances are weird she is making friends for the first time and feels kind of at home and she starts to feel kind of an ownership of the house a little bit Mm. oh no don't worry about it <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they explore the grounds outside a little bit uh the girls get kind of separated from the guys as they're wandering out around the fields and stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and they step into like a ghost tea party uh, uh, which <laughs> yeah weird right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, little children and parents and a dog, like, a little ghost puppy, and they're the most scared they've ever been the whole time. Like, all that creepy stuff happens in the house, and this is the first time they're, like, blind with panic and run screaming away, even though the scene they step into is very peaceful and happy. Like, they're just mm-hmm. having a good time on the lawn. Mm-hmm. hmm And I'm going to get some of the history of the house wrong because it's not nearly as important as, like, what's happening in the story. Sure. But the history of the house, the guy built it for his wife to make her happy, and then she tragically died. His daughters grew up there. They're pretty happy. Like, they get along well, but he's always kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And then one of the sisters dies and the other sister gets the house and she's no longer happy and she's miserable and maybe she died in the very top turret of the house. Maybe? Maybe. Uh, It's not confirmed. Good, good. So the house doesn't have too dark a history except Mm -hmm. anyone who stays there doesn't want to. And there's also a story about one person who like in the 1800s rode away from the house on a horse
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: got Thrown off the horse before they left the property and they died. But don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, foreshod- no foreshadowing here at all. Sure, sure. So, they continue to kind of play house where, like, now they're this kind of weird family. But mm-hmm. Eleanor is weird because she doesn't really know how to have relationships with other people. So, she and Theodora start having kind of a catty dynamic. Okay, Where Sometimes they're super, super friendly to each other, and they're like best friends. And then sometimes they're like saying mean things to each other. okay. <laughs> and it's it's almost a very teenagery kind of friendship, okay. And Eleanor's really hung up on she wants Luke to like her, but then he doesn't really like like her that way. And in one moment, he says like he views her more like a mother figure.
1: Ooh. And that make,
0: uh, yeah. Got mother zoned. Got mother zoned. And that made her super upset. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts having more weird experiences. At one point, there's, uh, there's like, blood on the walls, like, red stuff on the walls. Mm-hmm. At another point, they're walking down a hallway, and all along the hallway, Eleanor's name is written on the walls. Uh okay. <laughs> um, I think at one point in, like, the red blood stuff, and mm-hmm. at another point it's, like, scrawled all over the walls in, like, mm-hmm. chalk. Okay. And so Eleanor's kind of starting to lose it. And she kind of runs away from them, kind of comes back to them. Sometimes she's more stable, sometimes she's less stable. And mm-hmm. more and more she's starting to feel a little bit possessive of the house.
1: Mm, I think maybe the house is feeling more possessive of her. Mm-hmm. You might be right. Um. So all
0: this is happening. And then out of the blue, Dr. Montague's wife shows up. Okay. Which he's never mentioned. Uh- she shows up with an assistant named Arthur. Mm-hmm. And she is also a ghost hunting kind of person. But she's, like, more into it than her husband who has arranged this whole thing. Okay. She's got this whole empirical kind of, uh, he's way more experiential, like, let's be here and experience it, and she's she wants to document it and provoke things. Oh. Because, uh, <laughs> like, she brings a Ouija board and- Gee, This is why he didn't mention her. Right, right. You get the idea that probably she and Arthur are more of a couple than she and her husband. Mm-hmm. And also, she's super determined to stay in a part of the house that everybody else decided already is not a good place to stay. Because okay, he had some creepy experiences. And of course, it's the nursery. <laughs>
1: oh no
0: yeah the nursery they had some really creepy experiences there's some weird vaguely like religious texts in there about like obedience but in a weird way
1: mm-hmm. not
0: not super biblical <laughs> and it kind of weirds them out also it's freezing cold oh never a good sign what time of year is it uh like summer okay So it's weird for it to be freezing cold. Mm -hmm. And so everybody else immediately who had like been in that room, Montague, Theodore, Eleanor, Luke, they all kind of went in that room once and went, "Uh -uh, nope, nah. And we're not Mm -hmm. not doing it. We're here to investigate ghosts and things, but we're not that interested in investigating ghosts and things. Mm -hmm. So they show some sense of preservation and the doctor's wife has none. She's like, Arthur and I will stay here. (laughs) And they're all like, "Uh, you sure about that?" And she's like, "Yes." <laughs> so <laughs> they stay there. They uh try to contact things with mm-hmm. a planchette. And the wife talks about the the planchette <laughs> in a very like the way. Mm-hmm. And Okay. It it says Eleanor's name <laughs> over. <overnight. sighs> yeah, so things get worse. Okay. Uh, th- <laughs> things start to escalate. Eleanor loses it and starts climbing up into the turret of, like, the top story of the house.
1: Oh, and like the person who died there did? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, partly, like, in her mind, she's doing it because they want her to go home and she doesn't want to go home, and partly because she wants attention from them, which is kind of weird. Mm. And so Luke has to go up these super
1: rickety, like, unsafe steps and rescue her. I bet she got exactly what she wanted. That is attention-maintained behavior, and we ignore that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, if they'd ignored it, she might have died. So, but otherwise, I would say yes, they should have ignored it uh, Mm -hmm. long ago. And so they're like, hey, you're unsafe here. You should go home. And so they put her in her car. And they're like, we're going to send you home. Everybody says goodbye. They're all like, it's going to, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you just, you just need to go be home. Mm -hmm. Because it's not healthy for you here. Dr. Montague is very paternal and like, go, you just need to go home. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, okay. And she's like, I'm not going home. And (sighs) she drives her car straight into a tree in the yard. And the end. um i kind of it kind of implies that she and the house are are joined well so it kind of implies she doesn't get what she wants okay but you could also interpret it as she does get what she wants of like maybe she haunts the house now okay maybe she doesn't get to be a part of the house anymore Mm. so you kind of have it could be either way okay okay but either way, the her end. actions
1: were motivated from an obsession with the house right, right.
0: she she starts viewing it as like my hill house. Oh, and that's no. uh that's when things really go downhill. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so not great. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. That's the end. it's it's as far as ghost stories go, it's pretty good. I mean, it does its job. It's pretty spooky. The story is way more spooky as a book than a TV show, I think. Okay. Does it end but the same way in the movies and the TV it, shows? The movie does. I haven't seen the TV show because it's, like, set in
1: modern times, and that's a little too spooky to me. Well, because modern modern times are more spooky, I think. They, right. In black and white movies, they were really, like, boo. And then yeah, you hear a woman scream. And you're okay with that. And there's piano music. And you're okay with that. But nowadays... There's organ music. <laughs> yeah. Something. Nowadays, nowadays, it's... I don't know. They've gotten too creative. And the, the CGI is too good.
0: I appreciate yep. old-timey movie effects. And the fact that my brain can look at them and say, Haha, not real.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I very, very much appreciate that fact. Also, when it's in black and white... You don't have to, like, look at the interest- intricacies of anything spooky as much. hmm But... Things ugh. fade way more into the background and foreground than... Yes. Like, modern yes. times. Mm-hmm. 1080, XP, whatever. Right. I also think acting has gotten better.
0: Um, yeah. And I think... It's I think
1: different. They it's sell way more it focused, differently.
0: Way more focused on realism. And so... Also, the nineteen fifties can't come get me, so <laughs> makes
1: it, makes it less spooky. Modern day, modern day. <laughs> yeah, they might be. They might be your next door neighbor.
0: Yeah. So no, I've not seen the TV show. If anyone has, they can let us know if it ends the same way. Okay. But how can Spoilers we make if this it one end better? Okay. Because I think we can all agree here that it should end better. Because it's kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's a spooky-ish ending, but even as far mm-hmm. as spooky endings go, it's a little bit anticlimactic and also predictable right. because you you knew something like this was going to happen because mm-hmm. it's been foreshadowed.
1: So what if, what if she starts participating in, like, the ghost picnics and stuff? <laughs> like, they're like, where's yeah. Eleanor? And they go out to the grounds, and maybe they have, like, not seen the ghosts, but she has mm. the whole time and they see her sitting there and having tea by herself and with a whole table set full of stuff Mm. and they think she's going crazy but she her family her real family is Mm like the the dead ghost family ooh okay 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 i like this okay ooh
0: i have I, i have a really good idea i think Okay. So the whole thing is Eleanor wants a family. So I think right. we're onto a really good track. What if they're not her biological family? But what if... Ah, I'm trying to think of a way she would easily fit into this ghost family. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's a descendant? Hmm. Maybe But I mean, she's... if they've been
1: calling to her, maybe she's just a kindred spirit like somehow some way she sees them and they see her and she connects them since she oh maybe they're so excited that someone sees them Mm, but maybe her being there with them is Mm -hmm. like taking away her aliveness so maybe throughout the movie she's Mm. slowly dying and she doesn't realize it because she feels more alive than ever Well, because she's spending
0: more and more time in this other realm Mm
1: -hmm. in the house.
0: Until she really is a ghost. I like that. I also like the ambiguity of she just kind of fades away and they can't ever find her.
1: Yeah. Well, I also like the idea of, like, her being the spooky things in the house happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so it's kind of implied that Eleanor might be the spooky things in the house. Mm. Because they start kind of getting... They start kind of accusing her of maybe she wrote her name on the walls. Mm. Because no one can really account for her during that time. Mm. So, but I like the idea that the ghosts are writing her names on the walls. Mm -hmm. Because the ghosts really are like, hey, I also like the idea of the friendly ghosts.
1: (laughs) See, I
0: I didn't think that they would be friendly, but they can be. I think we make them friendly. Remember when we said this can't be a sad podcast? Friendlier. How's about she's still... I think we make them friendly to her and they're still antagonistic towards the people, the other people.
1: Well, she slowly becomes more and more antagonistic because, like, Mm. they open the door and there she is. And they're like, (laughs) 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 but she's just like, what's, what's wrong? Is everything okay? I'm still a whole person. She says as she, like, (laughs) holds the wall's hand.
0: Yes. So, okay, you stepped on a thing that so so happens in the story. Okay. That I totally forgot about. In a scene when something kind of scary happens, uh, there is a moment where Eleanor thinks she's holding Theodora's hand. Mm. But then when she looks down, there's nothing there. Okay. Can I set a scene for something
1: real quick? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's nine thirty at night. I'm alone in my bedroom. I don't (laughs) like being scared, and I've got like like the heebie jeebies right now. Like I I know we're making this story our own, but I am feeling very much like something's gonna grab me. Kind of thing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I'm also sitting alone in my
0: house. Uh, but i do have the light on but i'm facing a big window that just looks out into the
1: darkness Ooh, what if someone (laughs) just was right there the next time you looked up
0: i hate you (laughs) Uh, we (laughs) this is the end of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) Um, no that no take that away take that back (laughs)
1: I can't cuz I can't look in mirrors without being scared that someone's going to be standing beside me next time you I look. You knew that like...
0: was my you knew that was my greatest fear is looking in a window and seeing someone there.
1: <laughs> but it's mine too. So I'm projecting. Uh unproject. Anyway, as I stare fixedly at
0: my computer screen. Um <laughs> So, I like this idea of kind of shifting things from being, in one way, the movie will be less horror because Eleanor is kind of like finding a place of belonging. And even though you're like, this is not the best way to belong because it's going to end in you being like not alive here anymore. Mm hmm. She emotionally feels better. And the ghosts are nice to her. Like, they Mm -hmm. have that beautiful, sweet picnic, and they are actually happy. I like the idea that the history of the house actually isn't sad at all. (laughs) That it's haunted not because anything bad happened there. It's haunted because everyone liked being there and never
1: wanted to leave. And so it's Mm. just this happy family. You're getting real behind the attic wall without getting behind the attic wall, and I need you to read that book. Uh, I just
0: found out that I own a cap, uh, own a copy. So I will read it. I will, but we got to focus on this story.
1: Okay. Well, you're getting real behind the attic wall, which is a sweet story about ghosts. So Uh, yes. Okay. Okay, So I say we make
0: this, we make this one sweeter. So she's happy to be there. She, so it's less scary because the ghosts are not mean and the history Mm -hmm. of the house is not scary. But it starts getting more spooky for the other people in the house. Yeah, I like like the idea. of Yes. More unexplainable stuff starts happening from their point of view. Mm -hmm. And the psychological thriller kind of part of it is they can't rationalize what's happening. At first, they suspect Eleanor. Right. They start getting super, not us versus her, but a little bit. Yeah, of she's got to get out of here because she's she's the problem. <laughs> yeah, they think she's the one writing her name on the walls. They think she's the one like running through the hallways. They think mm-hmm. she's the spooky thing,
1: and she is to to a, a degree. Is. There, she's degree. she's she's being a little too like like friendly with the ghosts. Right, I Holding like hands the idea. I like the idea of this maybe even being done as a series, but like you seeing the parallels between Mm. this is like actually a horror movie for everyone around them, and then it shows like her perception of everything being very much like Like sweet and wholesome getting drawn in closer and closer and closer from a whisper in the walls to her seeing them to her like living with them to her disappearing and like, like the more clarity that she has in her new life with them the more opaque mm-hmm. she becomes to the world mm.
0: okay I like that and then I think the ending should be They're trying to get her into her car and make her leave. And she's Mm -hmm. very pale, very ethereal at this point. Mm -hmm. And they force her into the car just like they did any other time. And they send her off. And instead of her intentionally like driving into the tree,
1: at some point... Ooh, the car drives into a tree and she's not in the car anymore.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. And then you see them freaked out around the car and they collectively are like, gotta go. Yep. Can't be here anymore.
1: Yep. And as they
0: leave, you see Eleanor in her ghost family, like standing on the porch, and they like friendly wave them farewell.
1: (laughs) Okay. I love it. I do have goosebumps and that's only because I'm a scared cat. (laughs) Same. I can't look at this window anymore. (laughs) The more we talk about spooky things, the more I'm like, John, come here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got to go uh, bother the other people who live in my house now. <laughs> so, uh, I, yeah. think, I think we've reached the better end for The Haunting of Hill House. I think we have. Uh, then we have, a, we have some people we want to thank, right?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Josh, for uh, writing our intro song, Writing on the Walls. Thank you, Shirley Jackson. Uh, thank
0: you again to every plate. We also, if you want to send us a terrible, a story with a terrible ending, or your mm-hmm. own story idea that you need us to end for you, yes, uh, you can email us those at suggestions at tothebetterend dot com. And I want to plug something. Yes, my my mom and my aunt have started a really really sweet podcast so like if you need to listen to something happy after our spooky episode which was unintentionally <laughs> more spooky than we planned yeah uh if you need to listen to something happy you should listen to their podcast it's called oh well with nami and bell and it's a podcast for grandmothers and we'll put mm-hmm. a, a link for it in the episode description
1: Yeah, and can confirm it is the most wonderful thing. If you ever just needed a hug, go listen to Mm -hmm. that podcast.
0: Yeah, you should listen to it. It's super sweet.
1: And uh, that's all. That's all. Uh, Corey, I sincerely apologize for freaking you out. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate it. But Mm -hmm.
0: I still have to reevaluate our friendship. (laughs) okay bye and bye